It's time for Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school basketball in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber. And good morning for our final Thursday morning of the basketball season. This is Hoop Talk, and uh, the show will be available for podcast on the KGY website after we're done today. Look for it under the on-air drop-down menu. Uh, you can also enter to your uh, soon-to-be new driver to win driver's education from 911 Driving School, even though the show will be going away. Uh, that entry is still there. You can do that. Uh, it is all over. We had three teams that qualified for the state tournament. Um, Rainier got knocked out in the in the opening round. Two of them made it to the dumb elimination part of the brackets, and some hardware was collected. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, yes. Actually, kind of disappointing after the way everybody had played so well. Uh, but we did give, bring home something. And uh, so today, actually, we're going to cover some college ball. College season continues, at least for some of the colleges. And we've had a couple of teams doing real well. Dave, you got to talk with uh, South Puget Sound college coach Aaron Landon and uh, guard Hunter Sipe, who played locally. Yeah, he played at Olympia. And that's interesting you're talking about how much hardware came home in the high school because one of the things that uh, Coach Landon said, I think it's in the recorded interview, was um, – how you really can't count on the postseason, and it's all a process, a body of work. And yep. if you can get a certain trophy, you get it. And I think that most of the high school teams that uh, tried and failed would, would agree that uh, was worth the effort. So, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, later on, we'll talk about St. Martin's. The men are also doing very well. And you talked to Luke Chavez and Coach Alex Pribble. Uh, they have games still this weekend, right? They do, and we'll start with as you mentioned, uh, kind of. Didn't follow your lead there. We got to talk about South Puget Sound. Well, that's all right. I'm just I'm, I'm still getting done with my oh. introduction because oh, we okay. still have. All right. Uh, where all right. are they now? Savannah McGill will play for River Ridge and then began a college career at South Puget Sound. Where is she now? We're going to find that out. Oh, it's a big show and we're underway. So let's go ahead and talk about South Puget Sound. Yeah, it's a big show and it's also one where we get to spend a little bit more time on each segment, which is great. Yes. Um, don't have to cover the 28 teams this time. But the Clippers of South Puget Sound, they did something that has not been done. If it has ever been done, it's been a long time since it's been done. They won a third straight NWAC West championship. And if you think about that in community college, you only get these guys for two years. So that means that nobody that was on the team that won the first one is still playing. And yet Coach Landon was able to produce a third straight championship team, which is pretty impressive. That really does say something about a program. And they, uh, I was at their game on Friday night. They played Green River, which was right behind them in the standings. Green River had beat them the first time. So had they won, they would have had the tiebreaker and, and won the NWAC West. Uh, Green River led much of the way. They have a top D1 prospect named Kevin Baker, who tossed in a casual 42 for the night. Wow. And... Uh, but luckily for the Clippers, they were able to force an overtime, and they won 79-73. And they had a freshman from Salem, Oregon, Tyke Thompson, a very impressive, tall, uh, forward-type kid. He had 22 points and 10 rebounds. DeMonte Malloy was their leader on the season. He had 15. And as you mentioned, uh, Hunter Sipe, who's the top local player on the roster from Olympia High School, he knocked down 12. He only had two in regulation, but then he kind of went off in the overtime to help them uh, – Help them win that game. That's when you need it. Yep, exactly. And win the NWAC West. Uh, At the time I did the interview, no one knew this, so I probably should mention that SPS will will meet Whatcom, which is the fourth seed from the NWAC North, in the opening game of the conference's postseason tournament. 
That is tonight at 6 p.m. at Everett Community College um, in, obviously, Everett. A little bit of a drive to get there. Yep. But you can go do it. All right. Well, let's hear. This is uh, Hunter Seip and then Aaron Holland and, and uh, Dave's interview. So it's Hunter Seip, second-year player here for SPS from right here in Olympia. Hunter, you were a little bit uh, cold for most of the ball game, and then uh, in overtime you just got fired. Helped the team get through. How, what changed in overtime? For sure. Well, just like last year playing, uh, just, it was all it was on my team. Just they were all hitting the game, and I wasn't wasn't feeling it. But when they started fighting me the ball in overtime, I just felt like I was started hitting some shots. But uh, just the whole energy, the whole team vibe was just powering all of us to push through and help me make make some big time shots. How does this compare to anything you accomplished in high school? Back to back in the Western regions, it's a huge honor. Like in high school, I didn't win. I, didn't, I never cut down a net until I've gotten here. And cutting down the net twice in a row in two years is just huge. And just like just having that winning atmosphere is awesome. And I'm super, super grateful for my time at Olympia High School with Coach John Kiley and just like that winning culture as well. It really helped me push to help win banners here at uh, South Beach Sound. How, how, uh, Pleasant was it to not have to go out of town for JC? You could stay right home. And oh, playing a good program. Super pleasant. Yeah, I love Olympia. Is my town. Like it's my city. Like I love. Mm-hmm. I love being here. My family's here. Uh, just everyone that supports me is, is here. And uh, I just wanted to be an example to people that it's okay like to stay home and represent your city. Like winning back to back, hopefully proved that for us. So yeah. yeah. How do you feel going into the playoffs up and ever? Oh, I'm super confident in our team. We're we're peaking right now. So this is some of the best basketball we've, we've played this year. And yeah, I just think the sophomores really banding together, and then the, the freshmen are doing so great about bringing us along and just really winning those big games for us as well. So this is a whole team effort the whole time. Okay, thanks a lot, and uh, good luck next week. And also uh, in picking a four-year school, I'm sure you'll be able to go on and play somewhere next year, right? Yes, yes, I will. Just I, haven't made I, a commitment I, I, I yet. haven't committed anywhere yeah. yet. So all right, very good. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Awesome. Now with Coach Aaron Landon and Aaron, three victories in a row, three championships in a row in your division. That's kind of the definition of a dynasty in community college, right? Because you don't have any of the same guys you had the first year. You've done it now with uh, two different groups. Yeah. Yeah, the continuity thing is so hard at our level just because the turnover is so intense. I remember when I got the job, I was researching the NWAC, and I didn't know a lot about it. And uh, there's been a couple other teams to, to do the third championship, three in a row, and it was Lower Columbia and Tacoma, you know, earlier, last decade and the decade before. And I told our guys that. And um, they had a lot of pressure compared to previous teams because it, it wasn't a house money deal this year. Yeah. We were the favorite. Everybody was gunning for us. Um, 25 wins is the most in school history, and expectations have never been higher. So it, uh, it was awesome to see them answer the bell. And uh, speaking of uh, competition in your division, what was the difference tonight between the, the loss to Green River up at their place? You know, up there we just we had a lot of breakdowns. Um, tonight we had a lot of breakdowns, but early in the league there just wasn't that belief yet. We, we didn't have that resiliency because we hadn't been in a lot of those situations yet. So I think we're just learning, we're growing. You know, so much of our load is carried by freshmen, and they needed to take one on the chin on the road to be able to build from that. Hunter was just telling me he thinks that you guys are peaking at the right time. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, that's what we've talked about. We didn't want to make it all about tonight. Um, we knew that we had a top two seed for the tournament. We started playing really good basketball in the last two weeks. That three-game and five-day stretch, you know, beating Lower Columbia and then Highline and Tacoma sort of got our mojo back. And we had it going early in the year, and that little stumble in the start of conference was tough. But um, the guys are loving each other. I think that anybody who watched that game tonight – Saw a team that 
really, really shared the ball. And I probably didn't run enough good stuff or, you know, draw anything up. But when you got guys that share it and they're unselfish, you don't really have to run plays. Kind of looked like the dribble drive instructional video to me. (laughs) People were kicking it. You know, what is it? Attack, attack, skip, attack. You know, it looked like it was going perfectly. Attack, attack, skip, attack, attack. Looked like it was going perfectly. On the other hand, you had to deal with Kevin Baker, and he's, he's a load over there on their side. Yeah, I mean, we've heard about all the scholarship offers that he's, you know, getting, and we want to use that as a log on the fire, but at the same time, I mean, there's a reason he's getting those scholarship offers. There's there's no tricks in recruiting. He's an unbelievable player, and I want to say we did a good job on him, but he scored 42, so just is what it is. 44. Guys, yeah, 44, great. Um, you know, I'd rather have... You know, the first time I think he only had 16 points, and we lose. Again. So whatever, we'll take it. Yep. Um, he's a monster, and they got a really good team. I think they're going to have some success in the postseason. So that leads me to my last question: How about you guys for the postseason up in Everett? You haven't never won the whole entire tournament before. Do you think you have a chance at it this year? Yeah. No, we, we've never won the whole thing before. It's we've got a chance, of course we do, because you know we got shooters, and, and that's sort of what the NWAC is. There's so many good teams. I don't want to make it all about this tournament. That's what it's all about right now. But the conference is so special to me. And I told the guys, this is about a body of work and consistency. And the tournament, it's March Madness. You know, we could get knocked off by the four. I mean, we've, we've lost to a lower seed the last two years. We've made the Elite Eight. But you're playing back-to-backs. It's a different thing. But that Wednesday, Saturday grind over two months, that's a really special thing. And it's just all about consistency and um, Yeah, these guys demonstrated that under a lot of pressure. All right, thanks, Coach. And this is Dave Weber, KGY, 95.3 Hoop Talk. All right, and so they have uh, the one big tournament left to go. Yeah, junior college basketball and all the different sports is kind of unique. California has their own thing, and uh, Washington, Oregon, and I think there might be a one Idaho school in it has the NWAC. And the rest of the country does have a national tournament, but out here in the West, we kind of stick to ourselves. Doing our own thing. So, yeah, the NWAC tournament, is that's it for them, who, and it's the biggest thing. But I really thought that's a, a really healthy attitude by Coach Landon talking about it's a body of work and, you know, they can't – you're not going to give back your uh, third straight. All right. Yeah, no one to do that is exactly right. Yeah, third straight title just because you don't do well in the uh, postseason tournament. But uh, I want to promise our fans next time I go out to SBS, I'm going to not stand by that door when I interview people. <laughs> A lot of people coming through. I took them off the court, but uh, it turned out yeah. there's still some noise in there. All right. Well, we have more to come. Uh, we're going to talk about St. Martin Saints next. They are doing very well. Later on, we'll let you know who won in every category. And, of course, we're going to talk about the Black Hills girls and the Capital Boys. This is KGY and Hoop Talk. And welcome back to Hoop Talk on KGY, presented by Olympia Orthopedic. I'm Noel, he's Dave, and we are, this week, talking about college ball a little bit and the St. Martin Saints, who are doing quite well. Yeah, St. Martin's 25-4, and four, just like SBS, if I'm not mistaken, and they uh, are ranked first in the NC2A's West Region in, NC, in Division Two, which is a pretty important deal because if they can uh, hold serve in the GNAC tournament where they have the top seed, um, they would host an NC2A tournament uh, region. Wow. So that's something for us to root for around here, whether you like St. Martin's or not, because you'll get you see some really good basketball if that happens. Yeah. And the Saints have a bye into the semifinals of the GNAC, and they will be playing the winner between 
Western Oregon and Montana State Billings that will take place tonight. Uh, just real quick before we get to the interview, they uh, had a huge win where they went over to Northwest Nazarene, handed them their first home loss of the season, got 23 points from Luke Chavez, who we're about to hear from, 21 from Chandler Reddicks, and 20 from B.J. Stanley in that. Um, Coach Alex Pribble in his fourth season, uh, right on target with a title, and he was named the GNAC Coach of the Year. So everything's coming up daisies right now at St. Martin's. We'll see how they do in the GNAC tournament, which is going to take place in Bellingham. All right. Uh, everybody's headed north this weekend. All right, here's that interview. We're here at St. Martin's College where the Saints are getting ready for the uh, GNAC tournament this week. We're, we're First, we're with uh, Luke Chavez, who was the uh, leading scorer last year and tied for the leading scorer this year. But, Luke, you have a uh, unique place in Thurston County basketball history. You were the uh, you were on the South Puget Sound Community College team that won their first uh, NWAC West championship. They've now won three straight. You come here, you're on the first St. Martin's team to win a regular season title. I mean, how satisfying is that accomplishment? Yeah, it's been an incredible journey. Just happy I've been able to make this leap up to uh, Lacey Washington and Olympia Washington from uh, all the way from California. I don't know what it is about Drake High School students and guys migrating up north, but yeah, it's been an awesome journey and it's incredible that I was able to get uh, Landon, Aaron Landon, his first yeah. championship, and that was awesome. Yeah, it was one step, uh, it was our goal to get a championship this year, but yeah, we still got uh, more games to go. Oh, yeah. You guys, little by little, worked your way up to uh, winning the championship here this year. What made the difference this year? What enabled you guys to get over the hump? And... Yeah, it was almost it was almost more difficult this year because um, of all the expectation and the pressure. Um, last year, we have you know we still have the same kind of core of guys, but we were kind of the underdogs, and so there wasn't all that pressure. And it seemed uh, obviously physically capable, and we were talented to. Uh, you know, accomplish our goals, but uh, it was mentally, it was, you know, there were some ups and downs and a lot of close games and it seemed like we weren't playing to our full potential throughout the whole season, you know, but um, I mean, we're here now and we're uh, looking to make a push at this thing. Yeah, this year a little bit more balanced scoring. You had a couple of guys right around the same scoring total as you. Was that a good thing for the team to have more balanced oh, scoring? Absolutely, yeah, we're, yeah. That's the uh, best thing about our team is that no one's really you know, fighting about shots or looking at the stat sheet at the end of the game. It's the only thing that matters to our team is the uh, end score, and that's just getting a win. And so it's all about just trying to do whatever it takes. People are sacrificing their own individual goals to, you know, do, do whatever the team needs, and that's all that matters. It doesn't it doesn't matter about points per game or whatever all the individual awards. It's it's if we're winning the championship or not. Yeah. And speaking of individual things, what's next for you after St. Martin's? You trying to try to play some variety of professional basketball? Or? Absolutely, it's been a dream ever since I was born. I want to travel the world and play basketball. Okay, and hopefully that works out. All right, very good. Good luck to you this weekend up in Bellingham, right for yeah. the tournament. Thank you. And we'll talk to uh, Coach Pribble here in a minute. Thanks a lot, Luke. Sounds good. All right, now we are with Coach Alex Pribble and Alex, uh, your fourth year here at St. Martin's and. You won your first regular season championship. Kind of sounds like you're right on schedule if you do it in the fourth year. Yeah, you know, it's been a great journey over the past four years. I feel like we set a foundation early you know, in terms of culture and bringing in the right pieces and the right kind of players, and, and they've been slowly each year building and coming together. And, yeah, it definitely uh, came together this year, and, and it's nice to uh, be able to call these seniors champions. Now, you had, a, you had a nice group bringing in, and then you brought in a guy who I think is your third leading scorer now in Chandler Reddick. How big of a 
addition was he? Uh, Chandler has been fantastic. You know, you talk about bringing in guys to to a, a group that's already very talented. You want them to be the right pieces, and Chandler's um, all about winning. You know, he's all about the right things. And so, not only is he very talented and very skilled, but his head's in the right spot. And so, he gels great with the guys who are already here. And he gives us a little bit of what we didn't have. He's a great defender. He's really competitive and can get to the rim and gives us some more athleticism from the guard position. So, uh, he's been a big addition. And then just to give Luke Chavez, who we talked to a minute ago, credit, what has he meant in his two years here? You know, it's hard to describe because Luke does so many things that you don't even see on the floor. Obviously, he's a fantastic, fantastic, skilled basketball player, um, but he's even better in the locker room. He's a leader. Um, he's, he's tough. He's hard-nosed. He's been through a lot over his two years here in terms of dealing with injuries and, and trying to stay healthy and trying to keep his body right. Um, and at the end of the day, the only thing that he matter, you know, that he cares about is, is the team winning. Um, and so... He does so much for this program. Um, it's great to see him have the success that he's had. Okay. And this week you uh, you draw a bye into the semifinals because of your regular season win in the GNAC tournament. You'll be playing either Western Oregon or Montana State Billings, and you beat both of those teams twice this year. Is that the old uh, adage, though, that it's tough to beat someone three times? <laughs> That's right. You know, they're both extremely talented teams. You know, there's a reason why they're in the conference tournament and fantastic coaches. You know, Jim Shaw and Mick Durham are two of the very best in the business, and so to beat teams like that three times would be a, a humongous challenge. Um, but at the end of the day, we're going to focus on what we control, which is just the process and doing the film and, and getting our, our practices right and, and feeling dialed in when it comes to a big challenge like that. So uh, it's a great opportunity, and, and we're excited for the challenge. You know, I was talking to you a little bit off, off mic a minute ago about uh, one of the color men that covers the Mountain West Conference talking about how teams that have balanced scoring, yeah. you know, maybe their leading score has 12 points a game, are actually doing better now in, in a lot of cases. Then a team with a big, all-encompassing star. Right. You've got, I think, three guys with 12 or 13 a game average. Yeah. How beneficial is that? Well, it's huge. You know, obviously, we want to have a lot of weapons. We, we talk a lot about having opponents uh, have to pick their poison. You know, if they want to take away our big guys, we want to be able to hurt them from the outside. And if they take away the perimeter, we want to be able to pound the ball inside. And so, you know, I think we have really balanced scoring, but it doesn't mean that we don't have guys capable of putting up big nights. So, you know, guys like Luke Chavez and Chandler Reddicks that you talked about, or guys like Rhett Bearlocker and... B.J. Stanley off the bench. You know, these are guys that can really put some big big uh, scoring performances together. And so um, I think we have a lot of weapons. I think it's tough to stop us because if you take you know certain guys away, other guys are right there and ready to step up. So um, it is about balanced scoring. And at the end of the day, the guys care about, you know, the number that we're putting on there as, as a team and, and not their individual numbers. And so uh, if they keep focused on those things and, and thinking about what's a good team shot rather than an individual shot, I think uh, the end result will take care of itself. And you've been ranked high in the uh, regional poll. Um, which can possibly lead to a top seed in the West region. How important would it be to defend that right now? Well, it's a great, you know, exciting opportunity to think about potentially hosting the region. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're really focused on is trying to go game by game and, and do well in the semifinals and then hopefully eventually the, the championships of our conference tournament. Um, just to make the regionals NCAA tournament for the second year in a row would be a huge honor. So, um, you know, we hope if we take care of business in the conference tournament that the regionals will uh, go as they should and hopefully we'll have a chance to, to play here in front of our great community. So one of the, I guess, the flip side of having such a wonderful senior group is they're going to leave. And right. how's your recruiting been going for next season? It's been good. You know, the philosophy that we take as a coaching staff um, is really we want to give our all to the players who are here in the program right now. And to have such a special group of seniors, we're really – um, invested in making this experience everything that it can be for those guys. So uh, recruiting's been good. We obviously talk to a lot of people and watch a lot of film, um, but we're going to have a lot of movement in the spring. You know, I think nature of Division II recruiting, Division II basketball is a lot of the guys you talk to at this level still think that they're Division I athletes until they don't end up with a scholarship. And so 
um, you know, we, we've there's great talent out here. Uh, we recruit throughout the region, and we even recruit internationally. And so there's a lot of guys who have been sending us film, and we're looking forward to, uh, you know, kind of pushing to putting together a, a really good group for next year. All right, sounds great, and good luck up there at the GNAC tournament. And it would be wonderful if we could see some NC2A ball right here in town. Right, thank you very much. Go Saints. All right. That was interesting uh, comment in, in that, you know, to play for the Saints is sometimes an awakening for a player who thought they were going to play for somebody else. Yeah, um, it's funny. I was um, thinking about a meeting I was at when I used to coach, and I was at a uh, league coaches or district coaches meeting in, in the middle of the summer. And I said I had to leave to go uh, talk to a recruit, and there, the other guys like, oh, ha, ha, don't get them all. And, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, I was, I was saying, uh, hey, it's July, and they were, yeah, that's when at our level, that's when we get all the good players. <laughs> but I will say this, and I've talked to several people about this. When you're as highly ranked as St. Martin's is in Division Two, you are the equivalent of a low-level Division One team. So they've got a lot going on. And if they were to uh, host the uh, regionals, I would hope that uh, probably would be. I would hope that their yep. gym would be packed and uh, people go out and see some really good ball. All right. So uh, keep an eye on uh, the reporting, too, because I'm sure you'll be saying something about them in the weeks to come. We'll see what happens there. We have uh, more of Hoop Talk yet to come. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk about uh, who the top teams are in each category. Uh, Later, we'll talk about Black Hills girls and, of course, the Capital Boys, who both went to the double elimination part of the tournament. We'll be back after this. It's Hoop Talk on Olympia's KGY. Welcome back once again to Hoop Talk, brought to you by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. I'm Noel, and he's Dave. And the tournaments have concluded. Tournaments in Yakima, Spokane, and Tacoma. And, uh, hey, here's who won. In the 1B, Sunnyside Christian beat Yakima Tribal for top honors. And in the girls, it was Colton beating Pomeroy. Uh, 2B, it was Kittitas Boys over St. George, 79-51. to 51. That's a yeah. pretty wide score. And that is the... Uh... Third straight for Kittitas. They have a kid that's the uh, all-time leading scorer in the state now, Brock Rivette, and he will be going to Gonzaga. And, you know, so they are they got it rolling there at least until uh, next year when he's in the uh, Bulldogs uniforms. All right. Uh, in the girls' side, Tri-Cities Prep beat Liberty 50-42. to In 1A, Zilla's Boys beats King, Kingsway Christian 90-68, to 68, a 22-point game. It's amazing to have big blowouts yeah. on these. On the girls' side, it was LaSalle over Linden Christian, 56-49. to 49. That's a little bit of a surprise there. Well, not actually a surprise because Linden Christian was seated third this year, but they were the defending champs. So, uh-huh. uh, In 2A, the Linden boys beat Sela 60-51, uh, and the Washougal girls beat East Valley 49-40. to 40. In 3A, O'Day thumped Mount Spokane in the final 70-39. to That's a 31-point game. Yeah, O'Day must be really, really good because when I saw, I did not see that final, but I saw Mount Spokane play capital. And Mount Spokane is for real. I mean, they got some players for them to lose that badly. O'Day must just be awesome. Yeah, of course, we'll talk about them a little bit later. On the girls' side, Prairie Girls beat Mount Spokane 37-35. to So here this is school. Had two teams in the final. Lost them both. That is mixed emotions right there. Uh, two teams in the final in basketball. Um, football, they made state. Wrestling, they won. Um, Mount Spokane must be uh, uh, must be something in the water in the city of Mead because they have uh, 
They have cornered the market on athletes this year. That is something. And in 4A, Gonzaga Prep extended some dominance. They beat Mount Side by 26, 69 to 43. On the girls' side, it was Eastlake over Lewis and Clark. Uh, that score right there, 53 to 47. That was a quick segment. We're going to be back and we're going to talk about the Black Hills girls. We're going to talk about the Capital Cougar boys. We're going to talk about Savannah McGill, who played for Olympia. We're going to find out where she is now. This is Hoop Talk on Olympia's KGY. Welcome back to Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Nolan Dave here with uh, the last of the complete high school basketball roundup show for the season. Uh, As the tournaments are over, we had a couple of teams get to the uh, double elimination side of the bracket, and that included the Black Hills girls, as the Wolves were able to play all four days. They lost to Clarkson on Thursday by a disappointing margin, but came back in the consolation side to beat WF West and uh, were in the, earned their way on farther. What can you tell us about Black Hills? Well, Black Hills was the team that we talked about throughout the season that was kind of building as they went along because they added in uh, uh, Maisie Williams, their injured player, and then they also added in Mia Flores, a transfer at midseason. But interestingly enough, they added uh, more in the in the state tournament. A freshman named Addie Ainsworth became uh, excuse me became quite a factor. She uh, had six points and eleven rebounds in their final game that got them the trophy, and she had uh, sixteen points and ten rebounds against WF West. So Addie Ainsworth uh, putting her stamp on. The yeah. Wolves, even before moving on to her sophomore year, be remiss if we didn't mention that um, Megan River also had 17 points and nine assists in the game against WF West. And the Wolves came home with the sixth place trophy, so uh, that's always nice to come home with some hardware from the tournament. Yeah, and they've been doing that the last few years. They got fourth last year, so um, they've been they've been a consistent program. Yeah, the last few years. All right, and then as we move up to AAA. Capital Cougar boys, uh, they finished out their season uh, in the double elimination part of the bracket. Uh, was not really kind to them, handing the Cougars losses to Mouse Spokane and Kelso to send them home empty-handed this year. Well, that's true. They finished 21-6, though, which is a fantastic That is an awesome – that's one thing i got to step yeah. back and say. You know, yeah. we, we, we're covering some losses this week. We're covering losses of teams that had fantastic winning seasons. Well, they – you know, the – I don't know if uh, this is an old phrase that I think I made up, but um, no good, only one good team doesn't end its season with a loss. Yeah, right. Because exactly. If you make one of these postseason tournaments, you're either going to win it or you're going to get a loss. So yep. that means 15 teams that made it to state uh, did not get and did not end with a win. Um, Capital, they were very pleased in talking to a number of their kids. The win over West Seattle that we talked about last week was the first for 23 years for Capital in the state tournament. So that was a big deal to them. Um, the final game against Kelso, they lost 65-61 after leading after three quarters, which was tough to take. But uh, Cougar guard Chris Penner engaged the Highlander star forward Shaw Anderson in kind of a scoring showdown. Anderson finished with 35 points, while Penner, um, Penner took 27 shots in that game, scored wow. 20, 29 points, including 8 of 20 from beyond the three-point arc. Talking to him on the phone the other day, so he just really wanted to win that game. and. Just wasn't going to leave any stone unturned. So as their top threat, he went ahead and uh, took a bunch of shots, and they almost pulled it off. They had the lead after three, but uh, it wasn't to be. And they had in that final game, 
couple other guys reached double figures. Grant Erickson at 13. Lucas Bowser ended up with a double-double, 11 points and 11 rebounds. And he had been sick earlier in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, you said you got uh, kind of a, yeah. a bug when the wrestling happened. Yeah, I think, happened. you know, they said that a whole bunch of the sports writers were talking after the wrestling tournament. A lot of people got sick of the dome. And I talked to some people up there for basketball, and they're, they're coughing a little bit now, too. So yeah. uh, it must be something they need to fumigate that whole place. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, Lucas Bowser got 11 points and 11 rebounds, double-double to wind up his career. And uh, so... I would say, yeah, in the in the doing when they blew the lead against uh, Kelso and lost and had to go home, probably not too happy. But when they look back on uh, twenty one and six and winning the the school's first state game in twenty three years, which is well before any of them were born, not a bad run for the Capitol. That is that is some improvement right there, isn't it? All right, well that's good. Uh, so uh, where are they now? Savannah McGill played for River Ridge. I think I said Olympia earlier, but uh, where is she now? What's she doing? Well, you know, River Ridge, Olympia, same school colors. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> you can be excused for that. Um, yeah, Savannah McGill, and she went to another blue and white school. She stayed right here in town, for uh, as did Hunter Seip, who we talked to earlier. She played for SPS, and she grabbed an uh, NWAC record, 456 rebounds, on her way to being freshman of the year in the uh, NWAC for SPS in the uh, 15-16 season. That should get you noticed and uh, get you a little, uh, maybe a chance to go somewhere else. And she did. She had a 16.16 rebound double-double average her last year there. And uh, she now plays for Cal State East Bay. Used to be Cal State Hayward for those who go back a ways. And Tuesday night she had 10 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Low double-double, low but a double-double nonetheless. And the CCAA tournament win over Humboldt State that will send the Pioneers into the uh, semifinals against Cal Poly Pomona on Friday night. They're hosting a – East Bay is hosting that tournament up at their uh, hilltop gym with a beautiful view from the parking lot. You can see the entire Bay Area from all right. there. But uh, Savannah this year started all 29 games. She's averaging 9.3 points and 11.7 rebounds per game. So if you add those together and split them, it's a double-double. But it's uh, yeah. seven-tenths of a point short of a double-double. But she's basically up to her old ways that she exhibited at River Ridge and SPSCC. And that, uh, you know, I don't know how the uh, rest of the competition is. They were only 13-13 and 13 in the regular season, so who knows if they'll get through the CCAA tournament. But they're alive. They play Friday in the semis. Maybe they'll go on to the NC2As as well. All right. Love to see that. And, uh, and instead of uh, where is she now, where is she headed – Timberlines' Kiara Brooks committed to play some college ball. Yeah, Kiara's going to go to uh, Eastern Arizona, which is a junior college that seems to grasp uh, up in here for a lot of players. They had uh, another girl uh, in the women's side, Jaslyn Brewster from River Ridge, that went there a few years ago. And she, um, Jaslyn went on to play for uh, Academy of Art in San Francisco, which sounds like, uh, well, it must be some tiny little school. It's actually one of the biggest universities in the country. Oh, wow spread out all over San Francisco. They don't really have a campus. They've got just tons of little institutes here and there, and they play in a pretty strong Division II league. So um, that's where Jaslyn went. So she got uh, she moved on from Eastern Arizona to something pretty good. So let's hope that uh, Kiara Brooks can do the same after uh, playing down there for, I want to say there's something like the Rattlesnakes, but I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. So, uh, Eastern, Eastern Arizona, we'll just leave it at that. All right. All right. Very good. Well, there we have it. There is a season in the books. And, Dave, I want to start by thanking you for being with us all season from Red Zone Talk on to Hoop Talk. 
and uh, couldn't have done it without you. Well, you know, I enjoyed it immensely and uh, enjoyed being with you each. Each, uh, I guess we were doing this on Thursdays, and now we're, we had a Friday, Friday show, show. Now we have a Thursday, Thursday show. But, uh, yeah, going all the way back to August, and it'll be uh, fun to rev it up again when uh, football starts in uh, August. Of, I'm looking uh, forward to it already. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to it already. Exactly. Absolutely. Big thanks to our sponsors all year long, Olympia and Rapid Orthopedic, L&E Bottling, Spin Tees Prince, J&I Power, Woodshed Furniture, and 911 Driving School. We love them all. Uh, do join us in August when we resume with Red Zone Talk on Fridays. Right now, time for the weekday workday kickoff. All the greatest hits, back-to-back, right here on 95.3 Olympia's very own KGY.